Ooh, who's not feeling some mob deep right there? What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Sina Azari, CEO Accredited. We're coming at you live again from the studio over at All Mindset. What up, D Lopez? I see you out there through the glass. For those of you guys that aren't here, we got a we got a lot of fan love in, in the studio <laughs> today. Actually, these are our partners. But you know what's up? We got our boy, the People's Advisor, Mr. Matt Franchina. How you hey, been, Matthew? What's going on? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It, it is a, a blessed life. I believe it, man. Well, uh, congrats on, on all the great things that have been going uh, for the Franchina legacy. And those of you that have been watching this guy publicly, you can find him out there on the People's Advisor. You know what's up. I definitely wanted to line up our next guest uh, introduction to you, Matt. You know, you guys go pretty deep. So you'd like to maybe take the honors on who we got in the studio yeah, today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, guaranteed at some point, if you live on, on this coast, you've seen some of the work that him and his brand has done. Um, and you'll find out a little bit more about that on the podcast, but we go back to just a little bit after diapers. I think we were in elementary school and <laughs> yeah. growing up and just, um, same stomping grounds for a long time in and out of each other's life. And it's been, it's been really cool to see, I think both of each other's mindset sort of line up as we get older, because when you're a kid, you don't really know what that world's going to be like later. And we're both very driven in two different industries and working and helping each other. So we got... Brandon here from ID Supply Co. And that is Brandon. It is ID underscore supply, right? Supply Co. Supply yeah. Co. Supply Co. Why do you let people know where they can find you? So I don't mess At ID Supply Co. At Ruddick, R U D D A C H on IG. All right. Ruddick. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mr. Ruddick in the house. That's a catchy name. I like yeah. that. And if you guys have never seen him and you just follow ID Supply, follow him. We were just talking about this. He's essentially like Orange County's Brock Lesnar, a couple years <laughs> younger. Getting back in the gym, times, getting fired up, time, right? Time, yeah. I'm giving him some big shoes to fill now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm accountable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, awesome, man. Thanks for coming down. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's great. So this Mob Deep song we're listening to, right? I think yeah. there's a, a story that ties into it. Uh, oh, no, it's a Wu-Tang, Wu -Tang, yeah, right? Wu-Tang, we were talking about. about. We were having a good conversation before we got all the mics and everything hooked up, so I want to like rekindle and bring it back up yeah, for the yeah, listeners yeah. wondering where that came from. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we were talking about Wu-Tang, right? And uh, it's funny, we'll kind of fast forward a bunch, but like within the last year, I'm all about like manifestation and kind of like, you know, the law of attraction and whatnot. So I've been listening to Wu-Tang for the longest time. So we somehow, the guy that set me up with my initial Bank of America business account, right? One of the bank tellers, he ends up going off and becoming a, uh, basically like a, a brand curator. So he links up with the brand that's going into the the magic show, which you know of. Yeah. And uh, that brand is headed up by Ghostface from Wu Tang. Yeah. Right. Wow. So he comes to me because he follows me on IG. He comes to me and he says, "Dude, I've got this brand. We're about to pop off the project. Like, let's get it together." His name is Kevin Dokid. That's cool. And uh, he says, "Can you come on and do our booth?" I'm like, "Dude, 100%. Like, I got you." So we end up bringing a booth out there. We set it up, and it's just funny how this industry works because before you know it. You're like shoulder to shoulder with somebody that you probably been look. I've been looking up to Ghostface for the last twenty years. Absolutely, yeah. man, Ghostface killer. Yeah, so he ends up coming through. We go to uh, he sees the whole booth. He's stoked, whatnot. They say that he's got this uh, this show that night, and for us to come through. The next thing I know, it's like a Friday night in Vegas. Like we're at this club. We go to this table. Like. I could I could not afford a table a year ago, you know, and I'm standing next to uh, to Ghostface and we're the in killer this, bees. 
we're in this club and it's I'm dope. chilling with him and the place is going off. He's just performed and I'm just like, what is life? You know, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. Great. Good yeah. for you, bro. So we, uh, we still work with them. It's dope. We, uh, we still help them with some of their brand stuff. They just had a successful show on project, but, uh, it's just crazy how everything can kind of bring it all together. You know, right. I like that, man. So, so for, for the listeners or the people that haven't yet had a chance to, to meet you or know what you're about, what is it that you do? So basically, uh, you know, I'm the owner of ID Supply. I started it back in February of uh, 2016, so we're two years deep now. Nice, and you would not know it. You guys have created a presence for yourself that, like, when you first had told me that it was going on and how soon or recently you had started it, I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, you, you've done a phenomenal job, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been an idea for a long time. You know, like, uh, back in 2013, as you probably know, I had... I had just gotten out of some trouble and whatnot, so I ended up going back to school to kind of uh, get my bearings again and figure out, like, what was going to be next. And from there, I was in this communications class. I've always had a big interest in screen printing and fashion and everything, just like Matt. So we, uh, I was in this communications class, and this kid, Jake, like, raises his hand. He's like, hey, if anybody's looking for a job, like, I've got this thing. And I'm like, at the time, I'm, like, looking for a job at, like, pizza places. Like, I'm broke. Like, I got nothing going on. And uh, so I end up taking this kid up and uh, I go to this interview and it's to be like a project manager at a sticker screen print shop. So I meet up with the owner and he says, uh, he's like, hey, you know, you, you, can't have, you can kind of like talk pretty well. Why don't you try the sales side? And I'm like, dude, I've worked sales since I was 15 years old. Like, I'm down, put me in. So I end up taking that. I worked with that guy for uh, three years or two, yeah, almost three years. And at the time, I mean, like a year in, I'm like, dude, I could probably do this on my own, you know? And we built a lot of business together. I got to work with a lot of great people. I got introduced to a lot of big brands and, and it was a really good time. We had an awesome run. But in that third year, I'm like, dude, if I wanna elevate, if I wanna make real money, then I gotta go off and do this on my own. And luckily I was working with some brands at the time that I had brought in myself that were like, dude, we'll still, we'll still fuck with you if you leave. That's you know? cool. So we ended up taking that road and that was in 2016 and since then, it's. It's been crazy, but it's it's been good, you know. Congratulations, man! Thanks. Yeah, you guys have been all over the place, man. It's it's um it's exciting to watch Thanks, like what man. you guys are doing because I'm like, dude, he's in Vegas, he's here, he's in the hardest man in the planet to get a hold of. I thought yeah, I was on the phone. a grinder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. So, Thank you. um, you know, I I think that your presence and what you've been able to do, a lot of it is perspective, right? And not just how you look at things, but how you get other people to to see you, right? You right. guys have done a phenomenal job of positioning the lens that people see you right. in as being looking bigger um, or established Well, these guys longer. are big, man. They're no, big, they're, they're big. They're but big, I mean, bro. to the point, like most people would think today that you are where you want to be in five years. Well said. 100%. And it's not that you're not big and you're not doing things. It's mm -hmm. just you're displaying it and, and aligning. So talk a little bit on that. Like you're big on IG. You, you and I have wrapped countless conversations and meetings and coffee talks about utilizing like social media and stuff how has that been a play in your ability to succeed and to be able to start taking it to these levels yeah so i think i appreciate all that so i think the the biggest thing that i learned from a young age is uh you know my my stepdad always had small businesses growing up and it was always like guerrilla marketing there was always like you know marketing books on the toilet in the bathroom like I just grew up around it and the biggest thing that I always learned was you always want to appear bigger than you really are you know and I've sat in panels of huge brand owners and it's like no matter what kind of shitstorm you're weathering like you're killing it 
in the public eye. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what, like, things are amazing. You're huge, you know? And to an extent, it's, at certain points, it's true. But, um, I mean, we're just a small company. You know, there's just a couple of guys that are, are trying to make a difference. And our thing is that we want not the general public to see who we are and what we're doing, but we want our clients and our customers to know what we're doing and that we're relevant and that we're in the space where they want us to be and that we're at the sourcing shows making sure that they have the dopest stuff that could come available and to make sure that their brands are staying on trend. I mean, at certain points, brands are coming to us and they already know everything that they want, but at other points, there's brands coming to us and they're like, what should we do next? Right. You know? That's and, cool. And by being seen and by being in those places, we're able to bring things to the table that maybe some screen printer down the street doesn't really have access to. He's still trying to pitch them on something that was dope a few years ago. <laughs> I love yeah. that, man. So you guys are definitely uh, forward thinkers. So tell me, where does so is ID, where does that come from, ID? Is that identity, idea, so, ID supply? So like, you know, with the kind of background that I had, uh, thinking of a company name, as you guys probably know, is like one of the hardest things and it's the biggest pressure that you can kind of endure. But I was, uh, I was throwing around all these different things. I was like inspired, you know, I was thinking about like creative design, like all these different things. And then I landed on uh, inspired design. Inspired so, design. Yeah. Wow. So that's ID right there. Yeah. So that's inspired ID. design. And, and we're kind of, we're running with more of the inspired design stuff, like going more into this year. So pe- because our, our whole perception and everything that we're kind of pushing is more so just, it's not just the, uh, the sourcing side. It's also going to be the design side, creative design, you know, media, all of that. We're trying to encapsulate all of that into one house. That's cool, man. I like it. Nice. Um, you said a moment ago, you want to make a difference. Yeah. And I think that's important. I was talking with the team earlier this morning, like how, how much more reach and how much more impact I think everybody really has Mm -hmm. than what they believe. But for your business, right, you're, you're creating garments, you're creating brand style, you're helping people do all this stuff. What is making a difference? Like in your world, how do you bring value to someone that's different or causing this like noble change in your industry? Yeah. Well, I think that there's multiple angles in like what I do as far as like making a difference. And one of the biggest things that I saw is, you know, I'm, I'm a millennial, I'm 30 years old, and coming into the market and seeing a lot of these Instagram brands blow up, they don't necessarily have the same resources that, say, a vetted 20-year-old skate brand with a bunch of dudes that have been in the industry for the longest time do. So you were seeing a lot of different older cats come in and take advantage of people that might not necessarily have the same access, right? Or try to get them to place a big PO because they're like, this is our minimum. Like, this is what you need to do. And through years of experience and kind of like working with these guys, it's like, yo, maybe we can kind of backpedal it and see like if there's other solutions, right? So making sure that new brands that are coming into the market like this year or next year or the previous years, that they're not having, that they're not having to learn the hard way and that they're not having to put a bunch of money out there or figure it out for themselves that we can come in and be like, look, we've been doing this. We can kind of help you figure out what your next step should be and not have you, you know, go under it in the process. Right. Well said, man. So you're essentially an advocate of partnerships and mm-hmm. teaching people how to do what you do. And I, I'm guessing here, because I don't know the answer for sure, but I bet you're not worried about sharing with people how to get there and giving that advice that they would then leave and go do it on their own. You probably 
expect some to do that and some to stick around forever, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I think for the most part, like the brands that we work with, uh, they see the value in what we do, and we're able to work with them hand in hand. Like we keep we keep the circle of the brands that we work with pretty small because we want to be able to give them as much attention as we can, and nowadays most of those brands are some of my best friends you know guys that i hang out with on the weekends or we'll go to vegas together or we'll go to mexico together whatever it is um so we work with a really tight group and and our biggest goal is to make a difference within that tight group and as we get bigger we bring other brands on that makes sense but it's not our biggest goal to go out there and kind of like a come one come all let's take everything on it's like let's let's really stoke the guys that we work with out and make sure that that's at its full potential, and then let's go out and find the next big guy. When did you know, Brandon, that this is what you wanted to do? Not ID Supply, but work for yourself. When did you know you were going to be an entrepreneur, a business owner? When I was like seven. Seven? <laughs> yeah, I, I was pushing like at Harborview Elementary School. I, my mom would take me to the uh, like the Fashion Young, Fashion 21 place, and I would go buy like butterfly clips that were really popular popular at the time for girls like hair wow and i would go back to school and i would be like hey girls like you want to buy some of these butterfly clips <laughs> wow yeah. that's so that's funny dope, but bro. like things like that from that age cena um, was the lollipop salesman dude yeah. you but guys are both you are you are smart though man because you were selling to the women as a guy which is like what successful people do today oh, yeah. as adults right and at seven years old you're scared man yourself up for like this guy was a g like, at seven bro I'm yeah. t- and the return on those butterfly clips was hey yeah i'm sure man so 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 you go for butterfly uh clips uh in elementary what what do you what are you selling in high school <laughs> so i like 15 I was selling a lot of things in high school. Legal, legal. Yeah, what do you sell yeah. legally in so high school? At, uh, at 15 years old, my buddy who actually worked at the swap meet on the weekends, he was like, I, I think I was 15 and he was 16 because he drove. And he was like, <laughs> yo, like the flower guy at the swap meet, wow. he works at this uh, mortgage company during the during the week. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, we could start at like 3 o'clock and we'll work till like 9. I'm like, all right, dope. So like he recruited like five of us and we went to this like boiler room style to sell mortgages yeah good for you man illegally because we're 15 you know so <laughs> oh my like, god yeah so we're opening up like cold calls but that was the first time like i ever had a script in front of me wow and so but we all nailed it and all of those those five guys were all still best friends all of us stayed in sales for that's the rest so of our cool life. man yeah that's awesome. but we were basically we were just like banging out like 100 calls a day and then we transfer them over to like loan officers. Maybe we get like a little kickback. That's so cool, man. That's so crazy that you're doing this. So how do you think that would uh, weather up today in today's world? Because when you were 15, you said? Yeah. The, the So much technologically has changed. Yeah. And like we're still dealing in our format of, of sales that most of the industry is not making that change. Right. Do you think it would uh, still stand today? Would you be able to kill it the same way, making cold calls? I don't know. I think I think if I was 15 today, my focus would probably be different. You know, with social media and everything that the way right. it is. Like at the time at 15, I was trying to get money the same way that I was when I was young and the same way I am today. But I was right. probably, my perspective would have been like my easiest access, the most, uh, the, the biggest ROI in my time is probably going to be social media, and that's probably what I would what I would jump at. That that's a powerful statement, man. The greatest ROI on your time is social media. Who do you think that statement does not apply to in today's business world? Nobody. Nobody. I, I think I think if I think depending on the time and depending on what you're doing, like even with me, right? I have to not get too ahead of my. I have to focus on the biggest 
point in my business, and that's basically communicating with my customers, right? When I'm not doing that, then I can find time for my, find time for my marketing, find time for social media, push on that. But my number one priority is to keep the people happy and to make sure that everything's delivering on time and that everything's streamlining, right? And so in my free time, my free time should be delegated to my marketing and my number one marketing platform is going to be social media. Social media, man. Yeah. So uh, I know you're at ID uh, underscore Supply Co. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, wh what other social media outlets are you out there for people to look you up on? So I would be on uh, Facebook, basically. Facebook, uh, we started a YouTube that we're going to try to get more Same, all on. the same uh, handles? ID Supply Co. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. ID underscore Supply Co. Mm -hmm. on Facebook, yep. YouTube. Mm -hmm. So you got a YouTube channel going too? We, we started one last year, and we're trying to ramp it back up this year. So we've got a bunch of content that we basically just got to place. I've, see, I've seen your material, man. It's Thank it's you. definitely inspiring, bro. Your your, your story's inspiring, your your style, your talent, your business. Bro, you stand Thank behind you, your brand. And uh, I'm, re I'm really excited for what you guys have created, bro. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yeah. So with all this stuff going on, where's your next travels to? Uh, well, I'm going to Salt Lake next weekend. That's more of like a leisure side. Nice. But You're like, going to get some snowboarding in? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've never been some stuff, but like any trip that we take, it's like, you know, I'm in the airport working and then we land and I'm on doing my email thing and then maybe I'll snowboard for like six hours and then that night you got to hop back on the phone, get back to get back right. to work, but it, it's all for, for the greater good, you know? Yeah, man. It's, it's that, um, work-life balance is the easy way to balance is blend it all together into yep. one big old thing that's happening yeah. all the time. Yeah. It, it's hard to find too. Like you guys know, like you have to be able to balance your personal side with your, your work side and the family side. I have family in the Midwest. So I'm like, I got to go travel and see them. I got to make time for this. Like, you got to make sure that you're seen by them as well, you know? Born and raised in the Midwest or? I moved out here when I was two years old and then moved to Huntington Beach when I was seven. So Matt, we linked up. Yeah, Matt and Chris were my first friends. That's and, cool, uh, man. Huntington Honey, Beach. sorry. Are you a surfer? No. Did, did, did you surf? He tried it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. That I, didn't go too well. I, I could do it. My brother's a surfer. These guys are good surfers. It was never really like majorly my thing. Snowboarding was really the thing that I took off on. And I'd follow these guys around. You know, we'd be skating the ledges out in front of the schools yeah. and everything. He was a snowboarder. Chris is a good skater. I took to the ocean. Yeah. Um, we all yeah, had. You guys our, had we were, your like your own triathlon yeah, going on. We were on, all right? like pretty deeply embedded in like the action sports like industry, which is such a huge hub right here. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I don't know, it's interesting to see. We all still do those same You guys things. were like a Huntington Beach Ironman. That had a lot to do, I think, with, <laughs> say, when you went into your fashion side or me going into what I'm into now. It's all of that stuff from back in the day, like looking back and being like, oh, you know, Chet Thomas and Aftermath and yeah. all of these different things. Like our his mom or my mom, they would take us to the skate park and like set up uh, like lawn chairs basically like 200 yards out so nobody would know that they were there. Yeah, exactly. What great moms, man. Yeah. That's amazing. They would take us to the skate shop and then we'd like pick up our decks, wow. but we would be like, yo, just wait in the car. Like, yeah, it's so funny too. Like, that was the day of them like rocking Walkmans and, and yeah. taking like walks around listening to like a tape deck and yeah. stuff like that. It's just yeah, hey, those things are worth money these days, bro. <laughs> I don't know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of that had to do with the inspiration that you know of action sports like when i started going to agenda show and going to magic and being like oh man like there's chad muscular there's this there's this guy you know mm -hmm. like all of that came from like basically childhood dreams and then coming into this it's like okay maybe i'm maybe i'm not a, a streetwear brand owner maybe i'm not a professional skater but i get to like you know bump shoulders with these guys and go to the same parties and 
kind of enjoy the same life, you know? Right. That's cool, man. Yeah, so have you, has has it set in, like, how at these huge shows, like Magic, for anyone who doesn't know, it's the biggest trade show probably in the world for the fashion, garment, textile, like, industry. Um, first time you go, you go in, you're just, like, hanging out with other people yeah. on their coattails, and then it grows and builds. So um, how's it felt to have, like, a progression where now you're building booths for people at shows like that? And I, I that think direction? a lot of it is still pretty unreal. Like, I still feel like we have so far to go. And, and basically, like, being known and, like, you know, maybe we know 10% of the people there, but I would love to know, you know, 80% of the people there. Right. And so I think no matter what, like, you're always looking at what's next as opposed to, like, oh, man. Like, I, I'll sit back. Like, I'm super grateful. I feel really blessed that we're even able to work with, you know, a fraction of the people at those shows. But you're always thinking big picture. You know, like, what's next? What could we do better? How could our reach get bigger? How could, you know, we bring more stuff in? Right. Brandon, being the CEO running your business, uh, you are the leader. So you are responsible when things go wrong. You are probably credited when things go well or your team. You, you, you got to be motivated. What What's your number one motivation, man? How do you stay fired up to do what you do every day? Man, I, I think, like, every day... When I when I'm able to grow when I'm able to wake up and basically like see where I'm at, you know, and to just keep the lifestyle that I currently have, and to keep progressing. I mean, and I'm also surrounded by a lot of successful people, and to watch them and how much they've grown in the last few years, and to see you know the cars that they're grabbing or the houses that they're buying, and all of that. Like obviously, those are huge motivators as well. But I have a really good support group too. I mean, I have an amazing girlfriend, amazing family. Uh, you know, my partner, shout Adam. out to the GF, right? Yeah. Shout out to the here. GF. Got to get her on there. But, uh, but yeah, my partner's a great guy too. I mean, everybody, I have a really good support system, you know, it's all positive and to just make sure that like we can keep growing our dreams so that everybody in that circle can kind of succeed as well. That's yeah. awesome. man. I love that. That's really cool. Like you, you definitely find the noble cause behind like everything that you're doing. And then in that personally, you're going to get a return as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think because, you know, in that in that interim of my life from, you know, late teen to early 20s was kind of a, a rough patch. And I but I think that the, the silver lining in that was that I was able to gain a lot of clarity into my adult years and be more appreciative instead of being caught up in the rat race, being able to kind of stop and like, keep my head where my feet are and be like, all right, I'm grateful for like what I have right now. Like, I'm grateful to be able to roll up here in my car and hang out with you guys and talk about this and then go off to a job that like I have a warehouse now and I have an employee and I get to bring my dog to work and all of that like that's pretty dope and then big picture okay where do I want to be in five years and then kind of like manifesting that that's know? cool man and, and you could tell you could hear the gratitude through everything that you share even before you express that what does the next three to five years look like I mean where where are you at with that so we're all about you know, in the first two years of business, I think you learn a lot. You learn about growing too fast. You learn about employees. You, you learn everything. You know, you learn about finance, bookkeeping, everything. So there was a lot of lessons in those first two years. And so within the last six months, a lot of it has been organizing everything that we can to run as profitable as we can and to bring in a slow and steady growth that's going to stay. Like, let's not let's not jump up on this, this huge incline. Like, let's just keep it slow and steady and let's succeed over the next three to five. So our thing is, is to bring in meaningful employees, people that are really going to be a part of the team, you know, that could potentially be partners in the future. 
And then from there, growing that into something larger, grabbing onto the bigger brands like the Vans and, you know, the, the big guys that we can bring in and really house that as an agency. Wow, yeah, the, the idea of working like the time is almost up, mm-hmm. but knowing you can be patient to work that way for a long time yeah. to be able to cash in on what's really going to build later. Big time. You guys are doing it. So is there anything you're working on that is... I know you're already pretty transparent, but is there anything exciting or what you're like really pumped on that you're working on now that, that you're able to share, but that's just dope that maybe not everybody will know about, but is, it feels like an accomplishment to you. So, yeah. So a big part of uh, kind of doing what we do is a lot of brands come to us and they're looking for uh, like relevant products, like things that they could push in the marketplace that are going to make, you know, going to set them up that not a lot of other brands are doing. And it's hard to find progressive product and not go to China and have it custom made and have like a thousand pieces made, as you all know. Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing is we're kind of jumping ahead of the curve a little bit. And I got linked up with a really good friend of mine, John, and uh, he works hand in hand with Hong Kong. And so we're bringing in items that we know are going to sell well, that are progressive, that aren't available just in, you know, the, the blank marketplace that we can bring to our guys and be like, hey, here's this style hat that we know is going to be cracking in 2018. Here's this style of a hoodie. Here's this type of a backpack. Like, this is basically a, a Herschel-inspired backpack, and we have stock inventory of it, and you can throw a label on it, and that'll make you guys, you know, pump up your volume, whatever, you know? Right. Man, I'm so, getting fired up listening to this, yeah, watching man, this. Man. You, could, you could feel and see and, and hear the passion. I mean, it's... You're living it while you're telling me it, man. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, we, I, That's I, dope. We're getting a sneak peek at some big things right here, man. I, I'm sort of trying to see how, how can we get our label on some hey, of that, we're, man. We're getting it. I got you. <laughs> That's dope, bro. That's cool. We'll be one of those small brands in the circle, right? These, this is when you, yeah. uh, relationships matter. 100%. I got you guys. That's dope, man. Well, uh, you know, Brandon, I want to thank you, bro. I want to thank you for not only uh, the love that you've given us in the past, but for spending time out of your busy schedule coming to visit with us today. Um, we had to reach out to you a while back to try to lock in this date. Uh, congratulations on all your success and everything that you've been having going on, bro. It's exciting to see where ID Supply is going to continue growing. And I know that you mentioned your partner uh, briefly, man. What's what's your partner's name? Adam Lalaberte. Shout, shout right out to man. Adam, man. Your, your right hand, bro. Sorry we didn't get a chance to meet Adam today, but I definitely do, get, do look forward to getting a chance to shake his hand soon and congratulating him and the partnership of what you guys have created, bro. Definitely live in legacy. Thank you, man. ID Supply, it. bro. ID, ID Supply. You got anything you want to share with all the people listening? Um, advice or maybe someone you want to meet or connect with that someone listening to this might know that they can connect you with or there's a platform as big as yeah. this thing can get. No, I mean, I just, I'm really grateful that you guys had me and, uh, you know, I look, I'm sure that I'll be back, that we'll keep doing this thing bigger and uh, keep pumping it up, you know? Awesome, man. Well, it was great having you. I love it, man. You heard it right there from Brandon Ruddock, right there from HB. The guy's 30 years old, bro, taking over the game. Good looking out, man.